Hello, welcome to the First Issue Club, your weekly comic book reading podcast. Just guiding you through the muddy, murky waters of the comic book industry. And just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. You gotta place the tagline in the right spot. Was that the wrong spot? I think it doesn't work there. Where do you think it works best? Right after First Issue Club podcast. Oh, I messed it up. The show where we love a good read. You see what I'm see what I'm doing? I see. You try. Okay. Welcome to First Issue Club. We love reads. Oh, close. Uh-huh. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, yeah. We don't have to do it this time. <laughs> we can do it another time. Uh wow, we've got a lot to talk about. We've each made several purchases since we last saw each other. Mm-hmm. We've read all the news and we've uh reaccumulated opinions and takes. And we've grown as people. As much as you can in a week, I think. Which is leaps and bounds if you can really put a lot of living in. <laughs> the real comic book collection of the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this episode, do we get to the disappearing middle class? I don't think... We may not have time. We're going to have time. We may have to push, push so much, into next week. There's so much other... <laughs> Comic book stuff. Just like about. our political atmosphere, we're going to push the shriveling middle class <laughs> to next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, well, normally, before we get into the comic books mm-hmm. that we read this past week, uh, we chop it up about news and opinions. Anyone got headlines? Yes. Uh, I've got two big ones. One is funny, one is deadly serious. <laughs> Which one do I want to hear first? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to hear first? Uh, really a coin toss at this point. I want to hear funny first. All okay. right, perfect. That's how I have it ordered on my notes. Oh, so, perfect. Man, excellent work. We're, we're, we're aligned. Our favorite creator, the king himself, is back, Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. Is, it, is this Bishop War or whatever? No, not War College. War College. It's not him. Uh, he is doing a sequel to... His it wasn't an OGN, but I, it was originally mm-hmm. Deadpool Bl- Bad Blood from 2017 or whatever. Oh, he's, do, he's doing a sequel. Thank God. You'll never guess what it's called. Bad or Blood. Good Blood. You nailed it. It's, oh. it's, it's Deadpool Bad or Blood. That's funny. <laughs> I can't wait till he rounds out the trilogy with Deadpool Baddest Blood. <laughs> Deadpool the most blood <laughs> that is bad. Uh, And he's doing a series of Deadpool homage covers to celebrate Deadpool battered blood. Uh, You can see him, I'm sure, on Marvel's website. Yeah. But there's like a Secret Wars 7 homage where Deadpool is doing the pose that Spider-Man's doing. Oh. And there's, you know, a Fantastic Four cover and there's whatever. And he's drawing them. And he's doing them. Hmm. So they look... Like how you think they look. Rob Feldian. <laughs> yep, Rob Feldian. Um, I'm most excited about Batter Blood because we're getting all new, sure-to-be classic Marvel characters, courtesy of the king himself. Oh, new characters are going to be introduced? New characters. New character alert. Slab these bad boys. <laughs> First appearance of Killville. Killville? Shatterstorm. Wait a minute. Oh, Shatterstar's brother? <laughs> or father. Yeah, it could be. And Arcada. Ooh, I instantly don't those, like that. Don't those sound like Rob Liefeld characters? Arcada. They honestly do. I love how his work is almost like a parody of itself. Yeah. It seems like someone, it's like so Liefeldian mm-hmm. that it seems like someone could be doing it on purpose. Right. Do you Do you think he just writes like, kill blood storm shatter on like slips of paper and mm-hmm. tosses them into a hat and just pulls out two and he's like blood shatter new character i think it's a mixture of that and like a like a mad lib he has created for himself oh yeah uh-huh. he has like a standard script where he has erased words yeah and then like adjective uh blood bloody <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's how he writes his scripts yeah boobalicious oh my favorite character in the deadpool <laughs> universe <laughs> Sorry, it would be Boob Storm yeah. or, or Blood Boob. Boob Comet. <laughs> yeah. The last major character he, crea- he created was like Major X, right? Yeah. The classic From, character. Uh, yeah, Major which we've X. seen multiple times since. Can't, can't wait for that solo series. I loved Major X. 
I thought it was so good. This is my, the difference between me and maybe you guys is yes. that when Life you're an Hell, apologist, when Life Hell writes something, I it gets me in my nostalgia feels, mm-hmm. and I think they're fun reads. Right. You're... I mean, everything is extreme, and like that's so his brand. I kind of like it. Your nostalgia feels are his entire career. Like right. that's that's where his money is. Yeah, sure. It's like you know, every once in a while you just turn on Spike TV just to see what's on. Yeah, and enjoy it. Those reruns of the while man you're, show. while you're flipping through your Maxim magazine. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong if you like Rob Liefeld. He he was, uh, you know he he's kind of like Pantera, right? There was. Now, follow me on this. Okay. There wasn't a lot of heavy metal in the 90s. <laughs> Pantera carried the flag, for better or worse, uh-huh. to get us from early Metallica mm-hmm. to, you know, the, Later Metallica. The, sweet, the Swedish death metal <laughs> that finally came out and saved us. Uh-huh. Rob Liefeld was like that. Yeah. Right? He got us through the 90s. Yeah. Almost burnt us along the way. Right. But he <laughs> but, got us but, through. But damn it, he got us there. Yeah. He was certainly a breath of fresh air. That was just different than everything else was. It's really funny because you can draw a line in like around the time these image guys started oh. illustrating comics. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the ones that came out the month before look like it could be from the 70s. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the next month, the issues just start looking like modern comics we know today. Right. Like, oh, man, these guys are huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really was a, a sea change, I think. So. I, I got to give the guy credit at least for that. For sure. Yeah. Him, for and, sure. him and Jim Lee really paved the way. I love Jim Lee. Yep. I like one of those guys. <laughs> A lot. Find out on the Patreon <laughs> which, which, which one. Which one. So there's there's your Rob the Rob King News. Liefeld. No one else is nicknamed the King in comics. So no, None that I can think <laughs> of. Right. Uh, Surprisingly, I thought it would be taken by now. I know. It's really surprising. Um the other highlight I had, or the other news, was highlights from Marvel's May solicits. Yes, uh, just got dropped, I yeah, think. Yeah, always good stuff. Um, Avengers number one from Jed McKay and C.F. Via comes out in May. Did I'm you, stoked for that. Did you see the uh, Bleed cover? That's the Vision, like by uh, Christopher... Yeah, uh, John, John Tyler. Taylor. John Tyler Christopher, yeah. It is gnarly yeah it's like an orange background it's bleeding into the vision and like he's like holding his hand up and like the hand bleeds into the background yeah it's sick i can't wait to pay 55 dollars for that yeah well he's done a whole (laughs) series of those like color bleed yeah variants right with like scarlet witch and i've got the moon knight one of course and it it depends on you know what character it is how affordable it is (laughs) yeah exactly well and what what ratio right Mm -hmm, exactly We got that one at C2E2 that was an exclusive with Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverine. And that yeah. book goes for like $200. Yeah, that's a dope one. How much did we pay for those? $30. But they were $30 a copy? Yep. At the time- Cha-ching! At the time, I I walked up there and I was like, 30 bucks. I don't want to spend that. I did and the I was same like, thing. And I was like, but I kind of have to just because I'm here mm-hmm. and I want to get something I can only get here. And so we all grabbed a copy of it. And now in retrospect, I remember walking up there and then being like, how many copies do you want? You can get up to five. Yeah. And I was like, God, people are spending $150 on like one fucking comic. Just the one, please. I'm not an imbecile. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, God, I look like an asshole. They could have made $1,000 on those. Yeah. Again, not, we I, we always say that, but we don't sell comic I've books. never sold a comic in my life. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I love knowing that if I had to, mm-hmm. I have money. I know. We're such smogs for and weird wide treasures. white boxes in my basement. Yep. Uh, okay. Avengers number one. Yeah. I'm very excited Pumped. about it. So, so stoked. Comic book resources uh, had a preview of some of the pages yeah. recently, and they looked stellar. Yeah. They looked dope. So I'm so, pumped. Yeah. Going to pick that up. Um, another Edge of Spider-Verse series is starting with another number one. Um, yeah. I'm kind of surprised about it. It's to coincide with the sequel of the movie. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's a movie standalone thing because so it's not. It's a it's a Marvel. It's a comics thing. Okay, it's a comics thing. Got it. I was like, the thing they're doing right now kind of seems like the end of the thing. Well, that it's called (laughs) End of Spider Verse, right? Like, and I mean, it's really. I know a lot of things in comics are called like 
the last something or the end of something and then they aren't really. Mm-hmm. This one kind of feels like I think they, Dan Slot's like, let's close this chapter. I think yeah. they're trying to burn off all the <laughs> yeah. loose ends here. Right. And and that's what I was thinking. This might just be like a collection of one shots featuring different spider folks. I think it might be. You know, and, and it doesn't connect to anything. Uh-huh. They're actually doing some corresponding variants across all their Marvel books yeah. during that event. And there's like uh, a Beyonder Spider-Man, a Thor, Storm Spider-Man. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider one. Yeah. And then there's a Colossus Spider-Man. That one looks dope. And it's wild looking. It looks like him mixed with uh, Omega, Omega Red. Red. Yeah. Huh. And like spider tentacles coming out of his uh, metal back. It's sick looking. His webs are like tube, metal tubes. Yeah. They, yeah, it looks dope. It's pretty nuts. So. Yeah. Excited for more Spider Verse stuff. Yeah, yes, Spider Verse coming, coming back, Not going anywhere. Um, Mike, I thought you'd be interested. There's another Silk solo limited series coming out in May. Yeah, so Silk Volume Eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Just keep it ongoing, Marvel. I what know. are you doing? Uh, it drives me nuts how many Silk number ones there have been. It's, it's people like the character. Mm-hmm. It demands an ongoing series. I mean, they've probably done the math on this and have figured out that like yeah it sells better mm-hmm. when we do like four in a row and then call it quits for a minute of course but uh i'm bummed that's that's one that can't get some steam rolling and just be ongoing yeah. i am gonna be excited in two years when i get to buy the legacy 50 silk issue and it's in like in the middle of a stupid run <laughs> yeah and there's 80 covers <laughs> yeah and it's a 10 dollar issue yeah. it's like and... super thick it's yeah. like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> really, fifty? Yeah, yeah. insane. Character's been around for fifty years, and it's just on fifty <laughs> issues. The, uh, Black Widow's just like, I know your pain. Yeah, totally. I got it. It is insane how many legacy issues of Black Widow there are. Not many at all. No. Um, I was gonna add something to that. Um, oh, is Silk gonna be? Do, is Silk confirmed in that new Sony Spider Verse movie? Not that I've seen. The animated or the- The Sony? animated one. Uh, I haven't- I've seen Spider-Woman, but I haven't seen Silk. Okay. It would be foolish of them not to, but I don't know because isn't Sony trying to do like a Spider-Girls movie? I think oh, Sony. I, didn't know I think that. Sony's been trying to do some like live action stuff, so I don't know if- uh, You know, uh, fuck it. I'm talking to my ass here. I don't know yeah. what their plan is. They did a Spider-Girls comic- Mm-hmm. That I really liked. I've got like the connecting covers for it. Is I that think. the J. Scott Campbell thing? Yeah, Spider Women. Spider Women. Yeah, yeah. No, there are Spider Girls too. Was there Spider Girls? Separate oh, things. Okay. okay, I didn't realize that. I got Spider Women because I've got that yes. connecting cover. Yeah, those are rad. Yeah, they're dope. Uh, so Silk so coming back. Um, Carnage Reigns Alpha is a one shot, which I'm presuming will start or be at the beginning, towards the beginning of Mm -hmm. the summer of symbiotes. The death of the Venomverse. (laughs) Nope. The start of the extreme Venomverse. Oh, Christ alive. (laughs) That's the next item on my bullet point list. Yuck. Extreme Venomverse. As opposed to the modest The regular ass Venomverse we've been getting. Yeah, the regular one that Colin Bunn wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Blase. I've got the connecting cover for that, too. Of course. Cullen. We Cut did. the shit with the verses, Marvel. Yeah. It's too much. Or expand it beyond Spider-Man. I'd, the, I'd read Thor-verse. I want the Wolverine-verse. Yeah, there you go. Wolverse. The, nope. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I feel like they did the Gwen-verse books as, like... A bit? A bit. To say, like, <laughs> man, it's so over the top now. Yeah. And then they did that Gwen-verse thing, and it's like... Can you do it seriously after you've done the bit about how overplayed it is? Mm-hmm. And then Marvel said, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly right. Ugh. Hey, they got Tim Seeley to write that Gwen verse one. It was, it was great. the perfect person to write it. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, a little spoiler alert. I'm talking about Tim Seeley and a multiverse in the comic book I read later in the episode. Dope. So get ready. Good for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Storm Limited series is coming in May. Yes, and this isn't tied to Sins of Sinister at all. Not that it looked like. I think it's just a a, a mini of, about yep. Storm. Yep. Art so, Germ did a variant for the first issue I saw, and it looks incredible. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that one. Um, Peach Momoko's Demon Wars saga is coming to an end mm-hmm. with Demon Wars Scarlet Sin. Are you guys reading 
Demon Wars? Yeah, it's so spaced out that I kind of lost track of the storyline. Yeah. I've got a big stack of it. Tons of variant covers. Of no, the... no, no. I'm just, I haven't read any of it. Oh, I'm oh. waiting for it to end. Of the Momokoverse? Yeah, and then I'll blast through it. Momokoverse. <laughs> Edge of Momokoverse. Edge of Momoko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest. I think it's great. It is such a... It, that's, oh, it's great. It it's... really is a breath of fresh air as far as tone and like art yeah. style. And, you know, kudos to Marvel for letting her kind of let loose and do her thing yeah. and not really restraining her at all with it. Yeah. It's cool. There's some creepy elements in there. I would buy them if they were silent comics, just because they're so different than anything else on the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, They're just pretty to look at. But they do have great stories in them. So, yeah. Really fun. And it's always fun to see, like, her interpretation of... Marvel superheroes. Marvel superheroes, It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's why I got it. I knew it was going to be something I was interested in. But, yeah, I think I read the first issue... And then it was like four months later, the next one came out, and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'll just buy them. In, be- and then in between her 1,000 covers, she has to do a yeah. month. She yeah. uh, somehow finishes a book. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's cool. Uh, the Groot limited series is coming out, the one that's going to reveal the origin of Groot. Yeah. But- so it's funny because they mentioned, like, this isn't Groot Fall. This isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, this is where Groot came from. Yeah. This is his planet. Before, like, an alien race came and, mm-hmm. like, destroyed it. So uh, it's interesting that we can see the influence of Marvel movies leak into comics now. Just people are just like, well, where did Groot come from? And Marvel uh, executives are just like, uh, we don't fucking know, yeah. <laughs> actually. Because so. historically, the the answer is uh, Jack Kirby just put in a tree that looked like a dude and some dude brought it back 40 years later. <laughs> right, like Planet X or something. That's he, where he came from. I think he honestly comes from Planet X. And yeah. it's one of those things where Planet X just gets used for like a million different things right. for some reason. It's like Acme and Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's exactly like, right. It's, it's the placeholder. Acme of planets, yes. Yeah. So... Groot's coming. the The cover that I'm definitely gonna get yeah. is there's a spoof on the like creation of man or the evolution of man, yes. where it's like baby Groot and then adolescent Groot all the way up to like total grown up Groot. Yeah, and it looks so sick. It looks really really yeah. rad. So definitely gonna be picking that up, assuming it's not a you know one in forty five thousand variant. Variant. <laughs> we'll see. I wish they would do one, in like one in a million variant, and the cover is like piece of bark oh dude like, like it's just like one of them's like a massive like, <laughs> like a log yeah book <laughs> or it's it's like literally just like a slice of like a veneer uh-huh. you yeah. know like for that you would get for a table and they just put that as the cover <laughs> that would be dope yeah if you're listening marvel you can go ahead and use that yeah and send us one for free <laughs> yeah signed by groot thank you signed by groot signed by vin diesel himself. Yeah. but he has to be mimicking groot when he does it correct yeah, and would he write? Oh, would he only write "I am Groot"? Well, see, he would Vin, have to. Vin Diesel's right-handed, Groot is left-handed, so we'll know. Got it with the signature. Yeah, little Groot knowledge for you. <laughs> he wrote the Southpaw. Real Groot heads in here. <laughs> uh, there's a Nick Fury one-shot coming in May that I think sounds super exciting. Um, there's like I guess like a super spy that shows up, courtesy of his dad's era. Mm-hmm. It sounds like kind of a crossover where, you know, modern Nick Fury is picking up where old Nick Fury left off. Mm-hmm. So there might be some kind of like flashbackery, yeah, flashbackery uh, between the two eras. Um, it's seven ninety nine. You know, kind of a that's a one shot price, mid range. Pr- yeah, you know, it's not a ten dollar comic. I'm hoping we get you know sixty four pages of spy style I'm, goodness. I'm kind of hoping that with the Popularity of scrolls, uh, was that the secret invasion? Secret invasion, yeah. That espionage will be cool again in Marvel Comics. Oh, buddy, because I really do think like a Nick Fury espionage whodunit Maltese Falcon book would really do well, yeah. And why it hasn't happened yet, and hopefully the sales from this book will take off and they'll decide to do that, but. Yeah, there was a, a time when Marvel really leaned into that. Um, Nathan Edmondson wrote Punisher and Black Widow mm-hmm. at the same time, and both those books were like top tier spy action. Well, like Hickman's like Shield stuff, right? Yeah, like it's kind of the same 
idea. Yeah. That got a little weird, but... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> a Jonathan Hickman book got w- weird? I know. Just crucify me for saying Let it. me guess. The ending wasn't as good as the beginning? I mean, who's to say? <laughs> oh, fighting words in some parts. Oh, shots fired. Uh, Taboo and Phil Noto are doing a Daredevil Echo yes. limited series. Is it a limited? I thought it was like a, oh, it's like a one and four, yeah, right? one of four, yeah. one of five, whatever. Um, Taboo's back. He's Taboo's not, stepping it up he, and getting Phil Noto. He got in Marvel offices and he said, you are not getting me out. He's staying, yeah. I am Tom Hanks in that airport movie where I have to live here now. <laughs> yep. You are going to give me a book? Let's get this party started. I mean, I think he's cut his teeth. Like, after the success yeah. of The Werewolf by Night. I mean, I mean, he's we, writing a real character now. We like to, to we like to tease Taboo. He's on the text chain, so you know he's he's a pretty good sport about yeah. it. But I mean, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. So g- go get it, Taboo. If you can get Apple D app and Fergie in there to get some books, <laughs> Will I am? Will I am? He's on DC. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot he was exclusive. Yeah, he signed a contract. <laughs> not competing. <laughs> Uh, Mike, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be excited for Before the Fall, Sons of X. Hell yeah. Give me that. I'll read it five times. <laughs> Before the Fall. And the cover has, who is it, Legion and somebody like facing off face to face. So is it, wait, we don't know who, who it is? or is I it, forgot who it is. Or is it uh, the person we meet in Nightcrawlers? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've really been liking Way of X. Mm-hmm. Um, which also is like a big Nightcrawler storyline in Legion. So, yep. fun book. Yeah. Fun X-Men stuff happening right now. They're using Legion in a way that I like. Yeah. It's good to see him be a hero hero, mm-hmm. at least for a little bit. I'm fine if they dip back into the thing where he's like, oh, no, too powerful for his own good. Like, it's part of who the character is. Mm-hmm. But, like, at least give me a reprieve and do something different with him. And they did. Yeah. I like that he kind of shows up and, like, disappears for a while. Like, he, he just yeah. shows up whenever he wants because he's so powerful. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the Watcher, you know, but <laughs> in the X-Men universe. I can't interfere. That's yeah. another book that you would think the first appearance would go for a lot more. I mean, it was a show yeah. on F- – would they do two seasons of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was rad. It yeah. was super trippy. It's on I thought, FX. Yeah, yeah, I thought that show was great. Mm-hmm. Um but you can get that near mint raw for like 25 30 bucks. Yeah, people don't know it's like in a new mutant run. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. in the 20s somewhere. Uh and the last uh highlight I have from the May solicits for Marvel uh are that Hulk annual from David Pepos that Greg talked about a couple of episodes ago. Super pumped for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to see him take on Giganto in a Cloverfield style. Yeah. Slug oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Super dope. So, it's all the news I had. Uh, the only news I have is I saw that um, Bill Watterson, creator of Calvin and Hobbes, is writing a graphic novel about kind of like a Arthurian knights go out to find this uh, mysterious thing in the woods. They're gone for several years, and only one returns back after their journey. So, it's like, uh, he described it as like uh, a fairy tale for adults. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't draw it, which is that's what I was just a, about kind of a ask. bummer. He got he got uh, this artist who does like uh, kind of more caricature work. His stuff's been featured in like the New York Times and stuff. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people who have nostalgia for Bill Watterson are going to be thrown off by this. They're gonna they're gonna lead with Bill Watterson's back, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, cool, Calvin Hobbes shit," and it's like not going to be that at all. Yeah. The the art looked really like Bernie Wrightson to me. It yeah, one hundred percent. Pretty pretty horror leaning, mm-hmm. black and white, gruesome. Yeah, eerie yeah. kind of. Yeah. You, 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 oh, you, you think you're getting the story about knights, but you're getting the story about growing older and coming to terms with mortality. I'm Bill Watterson. <laughs> and in the end of the book, it's a T Rex. Dr- Flying a jet pi- a jet plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how he ends this book. That's, that's how. Yeah, it was all a dream that Calvin's having. <laughs> yeah, in a in a snow globe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in an institution now. 
He was a serial killer. His name was Hobbs. Jesus. <laughs> he left a tiger stripe on everyone. My, I had a more of a topic than um, a news hit, but I got four packages mm-hmm. of random things I'd ordered from eBay and some other online retailers for uh, back issues. And across those packages, I got about maybe four or five free comics that someone just threw in yeah. with the other books. Mm-hmm. This is starting to become almost a standard thing. Freebies? Freebies in your like eBay purchases. I know this has happened for both of you guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's you buy a book and someone maybe just sandwiches it between a couple yeah. dollar books from their collection and they're just like, enjoy the other comics. Mm-hmm. Or someone throws in stuff and says, you know, write you a nice little note and says, Th- thought you might like this. Today, one of my packages had a handful of Marvel stickers in it and had one bonus comic book in it and a little note from a guy. One of the issues that I got from Shortboxed actually um, had three free comics in it (laughs) in a separate little package that's like, this was a slab, right? There's no like, there's no utility to putting in other comics to say like, we're going to keep your other comics safer. By sandwiching it with some freebies, yeah, um, it was just like a fun add-on. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to get you back. And I, little things like that really make me think, like, man, what a fun little community to be part of. Yeah, yeah. It it is sweet to see, like, you know, there are people who are so intense about the secondary market and flipping comics. Oh, sure. And making money, mm-hmm. but it always warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> when I buy some like weird obscure back issue that mm-hmm. I'm like missing and someone's like, Hey, you like that series threw in yeah. these other two comics. It just, I had a couple moments today when I was opening those where I was just like, man, I like being part of this community. <laughs> comics rule. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, like with any community, there's so many negatives um, in, in anything when you really get into the nitty gritty of it, or you've been in a hobby too long. Some of those things can um, seem like they're outweighing the positives, but right. um, there's some really cool, like-minded people out there, and I think for the most part, the majority of us are are sweethearts. Yeah. So I would agree to that. Don't keep, keep reminding yourself that I think, and um, don't keep, let the haters bring you yeah, down. Yeah, try to keep yeah. the comic book community positive, and even if we disagree with somebody on something. You know, we, yeah. we all love this hobby and um, yada, 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 all the mushy stuff. Yeah. Don't Hugs let, and kisses. Don't let the club. speculators really bring you down. Don't and let that, them Yeah, you. and that's what it is. Like, no speculator is going to be like, well, I don't want to give away this book for free. What if this, what if something happens in this I can sell for $20? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's not. This has a first appearance of Shatterboob. I can't give this away. <laughs> not again. <laughs> Got burned in the 90s. <laughs> And that's all the news I have. I mean, it's um, quantum mania took over all the news primarily. Yeah, we're waiting to see this. Yeah, you, I, you, I are. haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah, I might, I might see it this you're not, weekend. You're not purposefully waiting to see it. Not with you. We broke up years ago. <laughs> I've moved on. I wait till the theater uh, craziness dies down a little bit if I'm going to go see it in the theater. Yeah, but we I... might see. Brian Posehn this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, one of our local shops is bringing him in. Um, he's on a comedy tour right now. And if you don't know, Brian Posehn is a stand-up comedian. He's also written for Deadpool mm-hmm. and uh, a book about marijuana. The Secret History of the War on Weed. That's the one. And then um, he's done Mr. Show, yep. which is a great sketch show. It's got PFT in it. It's got um, uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. It's got many, many other. Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are like the two yeah. guys. Who is half of Criss Cross. Yeah. That's exactly right. The popular hip hop group. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Maybe get some pictures with him. I'm yeah. going to give him a button that we have uh, here on the table that we've just made. I already have a, I was telling you guys, a, a Deadpool number one signed by Tony Moore. Yes. And Posehn wrote that run. So I'm stoked to get that book signed. 
That'll be exciting. Did your teeth just gnash together? I did a big smile for you. Okay. Because he's excited. I had to make my smile God. audible for the it's podcast. Make sure you didn't chip a tooth. God, stop doing that. You don't like it? No. Okay. That is terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and with that, let's move on to comic books, please. <laughs> so I thought you were getting some free ASMR in here, but maybe not. Uh, comic book time. Um, I read, well, so I read Nightcrawlers, but I don't know if you want to talk about it because, um, you're the X guy. Go for it, my my man. So, uh, no real spoilies. Uh, Andy, have you read Nightcrawlers yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, it's confusing, but fun. Sure. Kind of like Are you reading life. the other X books right now? Mm-hmm. You no. Are. Oh, okay. well, I'm reading the uh, Sins of Sinister stuff, because okay. I thought it'd be fun to, like, uh, talk about that as a group on like a Patreon episode or something. Yeah, um, the stuff that's been happening to Nightcrawler is kind of wild. So they co- they cover that a little bit okay. in this one about how like Sinister's been trying to manipulate his genes. Yep. but it's like it's hard for some reason. Like whatever for whatever reason he couldn't previously, and in this book it's like we're still in the ten year jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has somehow figured it out. Okay, and so we get all these. Uh, Amalgamations of we different Nightcrawlers. We know he figures it out because we've seen Cardinal and Powers well, yeah, of yeah, Ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this book will probably go into like how he discovered how to uh, splice the Nightcrawler gene. Um, I mainly wanted to read this book because I love when characters mash up yep. and get crossed over into uh, each other. That's why I like the Amalgam comics because it matches up Marvel and DC superheroes. Uh, other than that, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but Cy Spurrier held my hand the whole time. Yeah. And he said, I know this is confusing. Let's just walk it through. You're not supposed to know what's happening right now because it is such a dramatic jump. Uh, let's just look at the fun characters. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it was. And uh, it's a three-parter. Yep. And, I've you know, as you go on, we're, we're probably going to learn more about these characters. Um. But I had a good time. I didn't know what was going on. Like some characters, would, some characters would show up, and there would be like this dramatic thing. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck <laughs> this guy is. Seems cool. Yeah, he has like a weird thing on his head. Fun, fun for him. Um, I I what I gathered because I read Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah, what I gathered with all these sins of sinister tie-ins, mm-hmm. whatever series, is that. Each issue is the next big jump. So, like, I think issue one of all of these is, is, ten. is 10. Yes. And then the next issue is 100. Yes. And cool. then issue three is a 1,000 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is rad. Yeah. It's such a fun way to do it because that's how Hawks and Pox did it. Yeah. With uh, their timeline. Yep. So, it's, it's a fun book. If you're reading Sins of Sinister, if you're keeping up on it, it's a fun nod to that. And it, you know... It rewards all of your studying of X history. And if you're a simpleton like me and you like to see characters melted into one, you're also going to love it. Dope. Because so, I'm definitely on that boat. Yeah. It's, it's, it was fun. Great to look at. It was an easy read, if not you know, a little confusing, but I think it's supposed to be Yeah, just for the illusion of uh, you know things are bad. Yeah. And you're going to find out why they're bad. <laughs> Just stick with us. Yeah, uh, Storm uh, was kind of the same way, uh, where she forms a new Brotherhood of Mutants after Arako gets destroyed mm-hmm. by Sinister's hybrids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes off, and they're they are now kind of a crossover between you know the Brotherhood of Mutants, obviously, and like X Force, right? Yeah, where they're just like rebels against. The empire that is sinister, sinister, yeah. Um, and that's there's a lot of words. It's a very wordy book. Aha. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's it's good, and it explains a little bit of what's going on with sinister and Araco. And do you remember who was writing the storm one? It was was that Karen Gillan's? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That explains all the words. <laughs> I dude, right? <laughs> What's our, he has lovely words. <laughs> they put a lovely. He's got the best words. Yeah, <laughs> the huge, huge words. But no, they're great. I'm really liking the sins of sinister, and I'm not reading any of the X stuff except for X Men Red, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why I like the Storm stuff so much. Yeah, because she's like the main. Yeah, she's like everything on Araco. She's the queen and the president and the 
prime minister and the seat on the council. Yeah, she's and, like a regent to the universe. Yeah. Which is dope as hell. <laughs> well, that pays well. <laughs> Her LinkedIn must be awesome. I have so many connections. What else did you read, Greg? I read uh, the He-Man multiverse book from Tim Seeley. Nice. And I wasn't going to initially pick it up because I was like, well, this is going to be dumb, like another multiverse book. And I was like, wait a minute, Tim Seeley wrote this? And so I was like, I've got to see what yeah. is going on here. And it's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it is he, different He-Mans across a multiverse and like how each one interacts in that particular universe. And we're okay. just going to get different snapshots uh, of that, of those universes and how uh, I think the overarching message is going to be no matter what the uh, Prince uh, Adam, Adam is always going to become he man. And he's always going to fight for good. Sure. Because there's this like feeling in the beginning of the book of just like, you know, like he can't always be good. Like, how is he? How yeah. is Prince Adam always the right choice to be He Man? And we'll see probably over the series that just like he was just like destined to become the next He Man. Yeah, that's cool because like, and I, I think I what I picked up initially was like He Man is a lot like a mantle, like Thor is. Sure, you you become He Man when you activate the sword and the power of Grayskull. Yeah. And so, like, there. So logic dictates there have been previous he men, he men, sure, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. I never really kind of wrapped my mind around that. I've always thought that Prince Adam was the if if de facto only he man. Yeah, but it's yeah. Well, it's like it's like Thor, where like Odin was the protector mm-hmm. before Thor was. Yeah, Odinson. Odinson. Yes. <laughs> so there was yeah some sort of if not he man. Some protector of Grayskull uh-huh. before. Yeah, which is cool. Who but knew? like, so like there's, it's it reads like an anthology, or I guess it reads like a Spider-Verse book. Each story has a different uh, artist cool. attached to the, but Tim Seeley's writing the whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So if, if you're a fan of He-Man, you're really going to love this book because it like really goes through the history and different uh, styles of He-Man. Sure. So, uh, and there's so many He-Men in that book. So there's like if hundreds. You're, if you're a fan of He-Man, there's there's no book that has more He-Men yeah, in it. There's a heaping <laughs> amount of He-Men. Ugh, I don't like the way you said that. He-Man. He-Man. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not even gonna be pretend to be interested in that book. <laughs> there's no way it's getting a lick of my time. I will say this. I I, I respect what it's doing. Sure. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. It read really well. Sure. As a non He Man fan, I was like, "This pretty, this pretty badass." I think they're called He fans. <laughs> they're He He fanatics. <laughs> uh, he maniacs. Yeah, yeah that's what's staring yeah, right in the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is for He Man fan. This isn't for newer fans. Sure. So I don't know. It cool. was cool. Tim Seeley did a great job. Yeah. Always does. Yeah, I love Tim Seeley. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a dear friend. A friend of the show, Tim Seeley. Oh, no, just of me. Oh, of friend of Greg. Yeah, Tim Seeley. <laughs> so I somehow missed reading Danger Street, and I always order oh, sick, yeah. the Tom King DC Black Label stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I finally got my hands on it in the second issue, and I read the first issue twice. I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess the elevator pitch for that would be. You've got some like B-lister heroes who want to join the Justice League, mm-hmm. and so they try to pull off this stunt to like prove their worthiness because they're like it'll be a slam dunk to get in. The if we can like yeah, aren't, aren't they the Dingbats or whatever? Is that a team name that I wasn't familiar with? Well, I thought Danger Street was like uh, referencing like books from like the seventies of um, like the first issue special. Oh, maybe this might be some. DC nerd stuff that is too deep for me to comprehend. Explain I, to me because I well, don't know. Um, because like uh, uh, Manhunter was in there uh-huh. and Lady Cop. Yeah, Lady Cop is in it. And then uh, a Jack Kirby book called The Dingbats, which is basically just like 
Fat Albert in the DC universe. And so they've kind of got this group of little kids yeah, mm-hmm. in this book that are kind of placeholders for them. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and then one... Uh, so Danger Street was a series of books? No, so Danger Street is something new. Yeah. That's the name of the new book. Okay. But like... They took all these like basically one-shot characters mm-hmm. and Tom King has crammed them all into this story. Yeah. Okay. Like the Leaper made their first appearance. I'm glad appearance. I brought this up because I never would have known this. Yeah. It's, it's some, there's some cool shit in there. Yeah, it's very it's very Grant Morrison. I know we were just talking about Grant Morrison, but like recycling old one off characters yeah. from the seventies. I love hearing. I think this is like super cool to hear about how big of a nerd the people you love to read are. <laughs> it reminds you that you're not as big of a nerd as you thought you were. Yeah, to hear something like this happen. Well, Tom if, King's like, yeah, step aside. If you had the entire DC library at your fingertips, yeah. you probably could dig up some weird characters. He too. strikes me as the sort of guy who could just like sit for a week and read. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Somehow, just be fine. Not have a sore butt after all that sitting. <laughs> Maybe he walks on a treadmill while he's reading. I don't know. A pelotonic. <laughs> reads his uh, old issues of uh, Lady Cop and Green Team. But I mean, it's it was so cool. It's it's it started as like a goofball like action adventure mm-hmm. and then it takes like a hard right turn into like a um detective kind of story, uh good-willed people do something bad on accident and now they're on the run. Um I can't wait to see where it goes. Like I said, I rarely read floppies twice before I bag them. And this was one of them that I was just like, oh, I just need to give that one more pass because I want all the details because there's so many characters and so many things going on. Certified reread. Yeah. That's right, homie. (laughs) Um, There's another book that I was was asking Andy if we covered it because once I started reading it, it sounded familiar. All right, hit me. It is called, and I scroll, and I scroll, Blood Tree. Blood Tree? I See? I knew we had no. talked about this. What's it uh, published on? Image. Blood Tree. It's about a murderer, serial killer, mm-hmm. who puts angel wings on his victims Oh. And tosses them off buildings. Did you oh, talk about this book? This sounds, biddly, 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 this sounds very familiar. I liked it a lot. It's and metal the, as hell. The, I remember reading it. The cover was, tr- like, from the cover, I was like, I would never, like, pick up this comic in a comic shop. I pre-ordered it because the, like, idea sounded cool. And then yeah. when I got the cover, it's it's one of those books that just sat in my stack forever because I was like, I don't want to read whatever this is. And I finally cracked it today, and I was like, this is rad. I love this. I, I do remember this because one of the victims in the book, they're just like, this was a rush job. Mm-hmm. And then another person's thrown off the building, and it's like so intricate. Like this person had time yep. to sew the wings on, and like it's like a very professional-looking yep. job. They think the first one's a suicide, and the second one's very intentional. Yeah. It, it reads like an over-the-top. Criminal Minds episode or something. Hell yeah. It's just like Criminal Minds on steroids. Who, do you remember who wrote it? I don't, to be honest. Okay. Um, it might be Tomasi. Peter Tomasi. Dude, how did I miss this book? I love Tomasi. Really? Blood Tree. Uh, that, th- this is definitely ringing some bells for me. Yeah. That's so sick. That's metal as hell. And I am <laughs> mad at myself for not it knowing that it's pretty fucking righteous. Yeah. So you dug it. I really liked yeah. it. I think that's this to me. That just seems like a book that you're probably going to see in bargain bins, or you're going to get the trade a, a trade really cheap, just because the cover isn't doing it any favors. You open it, and the art style feels a lot more like indie. The cover itself has that look to it. That is, I'm yeah. trying to think of what to compare it to. It is. It is uh, Peter Tomasi. It is okay. It looks like a um, like a shitty Valiant book that you're just like, I don't know who any of these characters are. The cover are. looks like kind of like a Hell Cop kind of thing. Yeah. Or it looks like it should be like uh, 
on like Action Lab or something. Yeah, right, exactly. You're just like, uh, what is this? Yeah. I, I distinctly remember uh, reading this book. Like, no shade against AWA, but it looks like an AWA book. <laughs> those, yeah, those AWA books have a vibe. I don't yeah. know, it's because, do they have the same cover artist? I don't know, but they all have that same... I, I, uh, the I artist, like a lot of their books. The artist but... is Maxim Simic. He did Escape from New York and Conan. Escape from New York ripped. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a... Uh, like I said, interiors are different than the cover. Stupid Vargas. Stupid. <laughs> Once again, Vargas loses again. <sighs> um, buh, 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 buh. Oh, I have a stayed good recommendation. All against all. So good. Hell yeah. That, that, that first issue uh, was great, and you talked about it. Yeah. That's, that's Andy's bread and, and butter. And so then I picked it up, and the second issue I thought was fantastic. And issue three just keeps it going. Does it? It's okay. Fan- so, I'm so excited to keep reading it. Like, I, I know there's two more issues left, yeah. and I'm already like, God, this needs a sequel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just based on where the story goes. Just, Some against most. <laughs> just a refresher, it's like in... Alien race invades Earth, which is basically a dying planet, and they've got this like biodome mm-hmm. where they're keeping alive certain species to like study them, see if they have any use for them, and then shit goes haywire. Yeah. Who was the writer on that? It's Alex P. Some like- Pacnadel. Thank you, Pacnadel. He's writing Red Goblin for Marvel. That's right. Okay. And he's going to be writing something else. Of course, I didn't write it down. But they, They've written a ton of stuff, actually. Correct. Yeah. Um, but he's got a couple Marvel books coming out, which is, yeah. But yeah, All Against All rips hard. It's so good. Um, last thing that I'll mention is The Wasp. Oh, um, yeah. Those books are great. I bought all those Ant-Man covers for that Al Ewing Ant-Man run, mm-hmm. and then they're doing Al Ewing is writing one for the Wasp right now. I was kind of hoping they would be the same like story, trippy time, uh, mix them up thing. Mm-hmm. Like each book kind of felt like a different era of Ant-Man, and then it had this like through line that connected all those stories. Yeah, um, and this seems a little more like a straightforward comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it might be a little more like heady, just knowing Al Ewing, but it, it was still great. I really liked it. I've already pre-ordered all of them. The covers are fucking. Oh, they're killer. fucking rad. Yeah. yeah, they have the uh, the Dauterman multiple I, outfit. One. I picked that one up. Yeah, I was bummed. There's a Thor, um, Dauterman cover of oh. all the of all the different Thor Thors. costumes yeah. over time, but it's a ratio. God scented, damn it! And it's like fifty bucks. Yeah. Fuck off. And I was like, man, I'd love to have that one just because it's Thor and Dodderman and that he did interiors. I bet he's doing on t- interiors again on something. Hell yeah. Um, Good I to have you back, bud. I can't remember what book, though. I bet that's an issue you'll be able to pick up. Cheaper next, down the line. Next yeah. year for yeah. 15 bucks. Wait till Midtown does does their sale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you never exactly. know what those. Sometimes they sell out like crazy. The yeah. Emma Frost one sold out like crazy. That's Emma Frost, and she is a hot. Yeah, she's boob storm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You get it. <laughs> uh, so I didn't read anything new that we haven't talked about, uh-huh. but I did read Harrower. And oh, did you like it? I can confirm everything Greg said in the last episode, totally true. It's, it's so, so fucking awesome. It's so good. And I'm really glad you didn't talk about the ending. Right. Because that was great. So I didn't. I twist. Didn't, it's a great <laughs> twist. It, it, we got Shyamalan. Yeah, we did. Well, it, and it was great. Like, I didn't see it coming, and it was very entertaining. I'm, it was I'm incredible. totally sold. The scene uh, in the beginning where the son walks in on the dad who has been killed. Yeah. Like, but has been, like, nailed to the wall. Holy crap. Yeah. I saw that, and I was like, okay, we are in for a ride, yeah. folks. Let's go. Yeah. That book's really good. Um, I, I really want the Virgin variant cover, too. Because it's so like mm-hmm. 80s VHS box art yeah. with the like killer hovering in the background over the teens. And there, like, I think issue two or three, one of the covers is like a, a party is happening in a house. Yeah. And the Harrowers just like walking down the stairs, just so like, good. <laughs> like Mike Myers would in like any movie, just like, all right, I'm here to kill you all. That's awesome. Yeah. Harrowers great. Um, I, I'm, I'm totally sold on the mythology and the story they're telling and the, 
Oh yeah, it's art, gonna be dope. the violence, all of it. It's so great. So, other than that, I read Storm that I talked. Storm, about. yeah. I read another book on Image that came out today. Uh, it's called like The Last Barbarian, or The Last Barbarians. It it it's like a D and D heavy book. Like if you're into like fantasy D and D stuff, uh, I don't, I can't think of the creators off the top of my head. I apologize. Um, but you know, it was fun. Are you gonna go see that movie? The Dungeons and Dragons movie? Fuck yes. You are? It looks really good. And yeah. I, I've played Dungeons and Dragons for years. And to see that stuff on on film and yeah. having the trailer be as great as it was, I was like, okay, these people get it yeah. and get the goof of what D&D is. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I, mean, I was sold when they delayed the movie by a month. <laughs> because you can't. That's, that's how you play D and D. Play D and D. Yeah. <laughs> Step one: nobody gets together. That's really yeah, you funny. make a plan and then have to cancel it day of. Yeah. And push it back a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're really staying true to the property. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the trailer, they jump into one of those gelatinous cubes. Oh. Yeah. And if you don't play D and D, you're just like, God damn, that is hilarious that yeah. they did that. Yeah. Uh, it, all my D and D heads, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gelatinous cubes, anybody? Anyone? Huh? I really want to get. Okay, so this is the last thing I'll say. I promise. About we're going off the rails. Okay. They make a gelatinous cube toy for this movie. What? Yeah, and it is a empty cube that you can basically put any like Hasbro three and a half inch action figure inside of whoa and have it be like suspended inside the cube. That's cool. So you can put Captain America in there if he's been naughty or you can put, <laughs> you can naughty buy Captain America. Go in the cube. You've been bad. <laughs> you go in the cube. Now give me your shield. That's also a record. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really want to get that gelatinous cube and put my various figures You're, of action in there because they're not toys they're action figures they're collectibles mom <laughs> they go in the cube <laughs> act up and you'll be in the cube <laughs> mother <laughs> oh man what a good time we've had talking to you guys about comic books mm-hmm. some delicious picks of the week for you to go to your local comic book shop and to pick up and to support them because god knows they need it because running the business is hard Folks, inventory, <laughs> spreadsheets, uh, making sure that the till comes out at the end of the day. It's hard. It's hard to keep the lights on. So that's why we need you to go out there and spend your hard-earned rubles and go buy some comic books. My rubles are disappearing just like the middle class. Oh, we got it in. We don't have time. Oh, Bye. well. First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Licktig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash first issue club. <laughs>